Welcome to the podcast that's all about affiliate management. A super affiliate affiliate manager and entrepreneur who has worked with leading brands, including Bet365, Leo Vegas, Rank, Jackpot Joy, William Hill, Ladbrooks, and more. Helping to navigate the jungle that is affiliate management. Welcome to the Rue Wright Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to introduce you to one of the all-time respected industry players in the affiliate marketing space, Mr. Andrew Housego. Andrew is the operations manager at bingoport.co.uk. He is multi-skilled, various online skills, online marketing, web design, EDM, SEO, PPC, anything else you can add in with an acronym based around affiliate marketing. Welcome and thank you very much for joining me today, Andrew. Thanks, Ruth. Pleasure to, uh, pleasure to join you. Fantastic. Okay, so the aim of these uh, in this podcast series is to spread the word on best practices in managing affiliates and how both sides of the ledger looks. So, Andrew, let's get into it. Andrew, you've been in the iGaming space now and dealing with affiliate managers for the last 20 years or so, even been an affiliate manager. You must have some stories. I mean, hopefully clean stories. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a long long road and a long winding road. Uh, started off as an affiliate manager, as you said. Uh, so I've seen that, that side of the coin back in the uh, very early days when uh, the US was the primary market. Uh, and the, the conferences, of course, were uh, predominantly held in Vegas. So, yeah, there were plenty uh, of... Uh, the, the old days. Yeah, the old days, the good old days. So plenty of uh, enjoyable experiences there at the, the Vegas conferences. And then, uh, of course, the transition then into uh, becoming an affiliate at around the same time that uh, the focus shifted to Europe and the UK in particular. So since then, sort of been on the affiliate side and, uh, uh, yeah, get to deal with the affiliate managers who obviously have their their issues and uh, whatever to deal with, and I understand them completely having started off on that side. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been and, a long journey. Yeah, and 10 years now at, uh, at Bingo Port? Yeah, that's right. So uh, it seems to have gone very quickly. But as you know, Bingo Port's been through some changes too, and uh, I've sort of ridden in the whole way along, and we're still kicking on strong and looking for, uh, for bigger things in the future. Fantastic. Andrew, I'm going to run through a series of questions. I mean, open them as candidly as you can, um, hopefully not giving away too much inside knowledge, but, you know, anything that you can divulge and share with us would be fantastic. So I guess... First of all, let's talk about what the most common mistake an affiliate manager makes when they're trying to get exposure with you on, on Bingo Port. Uh, well, there's, uh, <laughs> there's quite a few, uh, but I think the one thing that, uh, that affiliate managers fail to understand is that as an affiliate, you, you have to deal with and manage requests from a, a large number of operators looking for exposure on your site. Bingo Port, for example, has over 500 uh, bingo and slots brands listed. Uh, now, as we know, most of them are sort of combined into uh, various affiliate programs, so you might deal with uh, one particular affiliate manager for, for six or seven, but it still means we're, we're dealing with uh, 50 or so affiliate managers, and affiliate managers need to understand that, uh, you know, we, we have to sort of keep as many as we can happy, and we have uh, lots of different sources of revenue, not just their, their one affiliate program. So they need to understand that and they need to understand that uh, the load has to be shared around somewhat and uh, we can't be giving them sole exposure uh, when there's there's so many different uh, choices out there for us. Correct. 
Great. Thanks for that, Andrew. And, and I guess now looking at, you know, some reasons as to why you would give an affiliate manager a go or a brand a go, what, what would be the reason? Because obviously you're getting contacted a lot of the time. As you said, you've got 500 brands up there already. Why would you give an affiliate manager a go, whether or not it's an existing brand or a new, or a new brand? There's a number of things, and it's it's sort of changed over time. I guess initially uh, when the, the industry was just starting out and there wasn't a lot of knowledge around the for long-term values and, and that sort of a thing, you know, you'd go on a lot of the time relationships that you'd form with affiliate managers, and if uh, you formed a relationship with them, you'd be prepared to give them a go. Also, uh, obviously, if it's a new program starting up, a new site, there's some fresh blood to add, then that's something that we, we tend to look at carefully as well. But in recent times, uh, I think affiliates as a whole have started to get a little bit more uh, wise when it comes to the, the sites that we're promoting. So we look into things like uh, the value per click, uh, for example, that uh, that we have on site. We also consider uh, the software that the, the site might use. We, we know from previous experiences which software converts better and which have the better value. So if you try and get us to push a site on a platform that we, we know we haven't had great success with, with in the past, then uh, it's probably battling to get us to promote it. Pretty sure. And I guess one of the big things now uh, that's happened in recent years is with the sort of certain programs shutting down and cutting off a revenue stream, we're now more careful about the uh, the operators we choose to, to deal with. And we want to make sure that we're dealing with operators that are going to be there for the long term and not turn off our revenue stream uh, next year. So, yeah, there's a, there's a number of considerations, but they're probably the primary ones. For sure. And I guess it's important for affiliate managers to really be knowledgeable about their product and maybe even if they can, how it compares to other brands because, uh, you know, not all programs are created equal. I mean, it's all very well, I guess, saying 40% commission or 50% commission, but unless the, the software and the branding and the promotion all roll in together and convert and the lifetime value of those players that you send is there, I guess at the end of the day, you can throw as much money as you as you like and and you're not going to go for it if you know, uh, which you do as an affiliate, what's going to work and what's not. So, Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, there's uh, there's plenty of offers out there for, for high revenue share percentages early off, but we sort of know the, the software platforms that you're unlikely to get any more than a first deposit, so you're not going to make a great deal of money out of it, even if you're, you're getting 50%, 50% of a, a £10 <laughs> net cash is it's not not as good as thirty uh, percent of the uh, of hundred net cash. So we take those things into consideration. Another thing that we've become sort of wise to is that the calculation of net revenue and net cash when commissions are, are divided up. So uh, some platforms will purely make it a, a deposits less withdrawals for net cash. Uh, others deduct, you know, license fees, software fees, marketing fees and everything before they calculate that net cash. So a, a £10 deposit could end up being uh, only £5 in net cash uh, at right. the end of the day. So so you might only earn 30% of, uh, of the 5 instead of 30% of the 10. So uh, we look carefully at that sort of thing now because it is, you know, everything's tightened up. You've got to, you've got to look at uh, those little wins and... Um, yeah, so uh, the affiliate managers need to understand exactly what how their uh, commissions are calculated uh, yeah. because affiliates affiliates are looking at that more carefully. Okay, great. 
And, and I mean, just on that, you briefly touched on the fact that, you know, uh, you need an affiliate manager to form a relationship with you in, in a lot of cases. Are there any other, you know, could you elaborate a little bit more on that and could you maybe describe some other traits of affiliate management? I mean, we've already talked about them needing to have that product knowledge and commission structure knowledge, but, you know, can you just delve in a little bit more about what are the good traits of an affiliate manager? Yeah, I think, I mean, I originally, uh, I guess, uh, looking at what I, I touched on earlier, that they, they understand the uh, the business of an affiliate is is a major factor. And I think if they understand the business of an affiliate, they're more in tune with, with what we need. They're less likely to be uh, pushing us continually for exposure and, uh, you know, more likely to, to be working towards, you know, maybe getting a good campaign going you know, every few months and working to make that campaign profitable for both of us rather than just sort of pushing for exposure with, without any uh, any plus side for, for us as an affiliate. So from a personality viewpoint, obviously affiliate managers who are you know, friendly and, and willing to, to sort of chat to you and, and get down to that level is great. There's an element of professionalism, I guess, but, you know, it's uh, the industry that we're in. We enjoy you know, a bit of networking, a, a bit of each other's company when we're at conferences, so... Uh, I've established quite a few you know, great friendships with, with affiliate managers along the course of a, a 10-year journey and you know, work closely with them on an ongoing basis because of those relationships that, uh, that we've made. But that's not to say that uh, we'll push them ahead of others if it's not going to work out for us financially. For sure. So at the end of the day, the dollars have to obviously make sense. So, and, and speaking of dollars, could you tell us at the moment what kinds of promotions seem to be working best for you, I guess, conversion and, and return on traffic. Is there anything that's sort of standing out for you at the moment? Well, the bingo port's a very different beast, I think, to a lot of affiliates out there. We've positioned ourselves as a, a rewards program for the gaming industry. So when people join sites through bingo port and then continue to play at them, we reward them with frequent fly points, if you like, which they can then cash in for for rewards on, on the bingo port site. So We've sort of made the uh, the decision that that our incentives, if you like, our rewards that we give to the players, are almost a, a supplement for uh, for promotions um, and offers that uh, the bingo and casino sites offer them. So we find, for example, that you know, if we put uh, half a dozen offers on the one page and give them various varying amounts of rewards, that we can manipulate the players to go to the, the sites that we want, even if it may not have the best bonus. Right offered by the site. So obviously with tax changes and, and all those sort of things around the, the regulations in the UK, uh, bonuses are tightening up uh, yeah. and the operators are looking for different means and ways to to attract players. Uh, and we think that we've, we've found a way that sort of supersedes bonuses, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's really positive to hear that because I know a lot of the industry players are struggling around that whole bonus issue at the moment and it tightening up. So, yeah, good work on that. Congratulations. Mm. Moving down that same vein, do you sell tenancy to do that sort of thing, or are you mainly running on a CPA or rev share? I mean, what's your preferred commission structure and why? Well, I think quite some time ago we uh, elected to to make a hybrid commission structure our preference, where we we take a the CPA, the nominal CPA up front, and then a reshare uh, on the end of that. We know a lot of uh, affiliates, you know, with recent um, issues around programs closing and whatever, are you know, reluctant to take 
revenue share. But we feel that uh, the value of our players long term, uh, we'd be missing out if we, we weren't to have a rev share uh, option on there. So so we take a CPA up front just to cover ourselves in the event that uh, the operators do do the unthinkable and shut down at some stage. But then we also have the, uh, the rev share on, on there as well to cover us because we know that our players are of good value. So we're quite happy to halve the risk, I guess, and take mm-hmm. a a smaller CPA up front, but then have the rev share tacked on. Great. And just on that as well, so that means you're confident in the players that you're sending that, that they're not creating churn or there's not too much churn happening and the and the operators of the brands are getting that desired level of uh, lifetime value out of those players? Yeah, we, I mean, with our, uh, our program rewards program, uh, the idea is that we wish to continue to reward the players for playing at the sites that we send them to. So... That's why we, we insist on having a rev share element attached to our deals because we want those players to continue to play at the sites we've sent them to and deliver us value long term. So it's certainly not a uh, snatch and grab on the, on the CPA for us. We we want uh, that long term commission to continue, okay. and yeah, we're, we're very confident that our, our long term values will continue to to remain as strong as they are and uh, yeah. potentially grow. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, affiliate marketing is really all about win-win situation for the affiliate and also the brand. And unless that stacks up, then it's uh, really no good for either side. So, And I guess when we're talking about this as well, any examples of silly money that you've been offered to, to give exposure and have you taken it and or, or did you turn it down? Have you got any examples of that? I, mean, I think uh, it, it Really happens these days. Really happens these days that you get uh, ridiculous CPAs offered. I think for the, the reasons I mentioned previously, that uh, with the, the tightening up of uh, the regulations in the UK, the increased competition, etc., operators just don't have the margin to be splashing around ridiculous amounts of cash. But I mean, back you only have to look back five or six years, and you're, you're talking 250 pound CPAs for the slot sites. So I think those days are long gone, and yeah, we, we just have to deal with that, I guess. Uh, like I said, we're, we're confident in our, in our value of our players long term, so we know that we'll make a fair chunk of revenue out of our players uh, in the long term on the revenue share side. So we're not too concerned that uh, there aren't those 200 and £250 CPOs floating around anymore. For sure. I mean, things are definitely changed, and it's a, a different environment, of course, with what's going on with the US uh, in the sportsbook industry. Things might get a little bit silly again, but, uh, mm. you know, probably pretty much status quo in the UK, I assume. In terms of, you know, if you could offer any advice to a new affiliate manager to the industry, any piece of advice at all, what would it be? I think you touched on it earlier to, to make sure you understand your, your product and your brands uh, very well understand exactly how your, your commissions are calculated, get to understand the business of an affiliate and how they make their money. And each in, each affiliate's different in, in the way that their sites uh, operate. Some are based purely on on search volume for particular terms. Some have got sort of email databases that they've built up over time and they rely heavily on email marketing. So you need to understand exactly how the individual affiliate generates their traffic and, uh, and sort of approach them uh, individually with, a, with an idea, with a, a proposal that, uh, that's going to be beneficial to both. But you certainly need to have a clear understanding of, of what your product offers uh, to an affiliate and how it's going to, uh, to potentially make them, make them money. Mm, for sure. And would you say that you think that 
at the moment most affiliate managers are up to speed with their brand and, and those other aspects that you've talked about, which you find so important as an affiliate? Look, there are, there are a few that are, but I'd say there are quite a few that aren't also. I think uh, there are a lot of people that are thrust into affiliate management positions with uh, not a great deal of industry knowledge. There are also those that may have industry knowledge but, but uh, have been put into that position not fully understanding the affiliate model. So, yeah, I think those that perform better have obviously got a, a more complete understanding of how affiliates operate and they'll, they'll perform better, I guess, for their, for their, um, for their employer. Yeah, great. And now just putting on another cap for you, Andrew, if you could offer a new affiliate to the industry, any piece of advice, what would that be and why? Look, I think it's, it's a very difficult uh, industry to get into at this stage, especially if you're trying to get into the UK market. Obviously, Google's uh, made things as difficult as, uh, as they can for affiliates along the way. And with those already sort of cementing their positions in uh, in the space, it's hard to, to carve out a niche. So I'd suggest if you're an affiliate looking to get into the UK market specifically, you'd want to have a very niche sort of market that you're targeting. You know, and <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't think of any. But, but yeah, you'd, you'd really need to, to have a niche target and something that you can carve out for yourself don't try to, to take a broad approach and rank for, you know, every single gaming product out there. Uh, mm. You need to find something that uh, that you can really focus on and uh, and target. There are other opportunities, I think, out there in, in broader Europe and uh, and obviously the US, as you mentioned, may be opening up soon. So my advice if, if someone was looking to get into the affiliate industry in gaming would be to, to focus on one of those emerging markets rather than trying to, uh, to carve out a... Uh, a spot in the, in the establishments. Mm. Thanks, Andrew. I think that's uh, very apt advice uh, given the current market uh, circumstances. So the next thing we're going to move on is we're going to talk about attending conferences. So, you know, obviously you've attended a lot of conferences over the years, as you said before, you know, the Vegas conferences, the Miami conferences, obviously been a shift to the UK conferences and other conferences throughout Europe. What would you say the pros and cons are as an affiliate of going to these conferences or attending these conferences? Are they really worthwhile? Oh, look, I've, yeah, as you said, I've been to a few. I, I try to get to as many as I can. Living in Australia, it's a, it's a long way to travel uh, for me to get there, but I, I do find them beneficial and an important, an integral part of, of, of being an affiliate. You know, if, you, if you're not sort of making those relationships face-to-face, you can sort of get left behind. I'm pretty consistently busy with meetings through most of the conferences, just catching up with the affiliate managers on a face-to-face basis. So I I rarely get the opportunity to, to sit in on as many sessions as I'd like, but uh, but I do try and uh, nominate you know, at least one or two prior to attending that I know are going. I'm going to get some benefit out of, and I go and sit in on those. So yeah, the conference sessions, there's always a handful there that are, are going to deliver some some real benefit to your business, but the primary objective for me, I guess, is to forge and uh, and grow those uh, those face-to-face relationships with the affiliate managers. It's it's all well and good to be passing emails to one another uh, from the other side of the world throughout the year, but I, I find it invaluable just to press the flesh and uh, and get to meet these uh, these affiliate managers face-to-face yeah. uh, you know, at least twice a year. Now, the other thing that I find uh, is a big part of this industry, which I find a great thing is that uh, the affiliates as a whole are a great community. 
specifically in the bingo industry that uh, that I work in, our affiliates, our fellow affiliates uh, are quite willing to to share ideas and and talk and uh, and have a great time when we're over there. So I find the relationships that I have with with fellow affiliates in our industry invaluable as well. And you can learn a lot of uh, you know, valuable information from them. Yeah, it's an interesting point you uh, you raise with that one, Andrew. Because I mean, while they're your competitors, uh, you still socialise with them, chat quite candidly about what you're doing and what what's working for each other, and that's a really great thing because it doesn't happen in a lot of industries. So thank you for sharing that. I, I guess a bit of a plug maybe for the uh, for the event organisers. What do you see as being the most critical event to attend as as a iGaming affiliate? I think it would depend a lot on sort of market that you're targeting but for me being you know, predominantly UK the the London affiliate conference is, is by far the most most important for me there's very few uh, affiliates in, in the UK space and very few operators that don't attend LAC so it, it just makes it uh, the must the must attend event I think each of the others are great in their own right and like I said I try to get to as many as I can but the, the London one is, is the one where pretty well everyone attends. So, yeah, you might miss a handful of, uh, of people at, at the other conferences, but they're all pretty well guaranteed to be there in London. So, so the LAC is the, the one that's concreted in on the calendar. Excellent, excellent. I'm sure uh, Shona and Alex will be very happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, I mean, we've talked about some of the changes in the industry over the years. I mean, but obviously compliance in recent time has been something major that's affected not just the operators and the brands, but also you as an affiliate. What kind of impact do you think it's had on, on your business? Thankfully, Bingo Ports sort of maintained a, you know, a high sort of price on uh, on privacy and that sort of thing across across the years. So, a privacy policy was put in place uh, five or six years ago. We've never been ones to, to spam. We, we've always kept it pretty clean. So uh, all the all the people that we email are legitimate registered members of Bingo Port, and and they wish to hear from us. So uh, when the changes came in around uh, the opt-in stuff and uh, and compliance uh, on the email marketing side, that was never going to be an issue for us uh, because our lists are very clean. Uh, we don't email to people who aren't engaged with Bingo Port. On a frequent basis, so that was a positive for us. I think for for other affiliates who may may not have established their their lists uh, in such a uh, a clean and concise manner, it may have had issues because uh, obviously uh, you know, if you can't if that's the the main sort of revenue source for you is that email marketing, and a lot of operators now are reluctant to to have you do that, then that's going to to cut your revenue stream significantly. The other I guess major compliance issue that we faced is the maintaining of accurate content, promotional content on the site. Uh, now, our CMS on Bingo Port has been custom built, so uh, we find it quite easy to, to update the content in, in a quick and efficient manner. You know, when the changes came in about uh, ensuring that the, uh, uh, the brief terms and conditions were displayed next to each offer, we were quickly able to, to implement something there to, to satisfy. So uh, we're fortunate in that regard. Uh, other affiliates who you know, may not have that technology available to them might struggle to, to implement the terms and conditions uh, wherever the offer is displayed. And there's obviously plenty of affiliates out there that, that don't really maintain their sites that often, uh, and that's going to create issues too. So, look, it's a very uh, 
very major issue, very significant concern. Thankfully for Bingo Port, we're all good. But yeah, there's obviously going to be affiliates out there that are going to suffer as a result and have their accounts closed because they're not uh, being compliant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it, I think it's probably pretty fair to say that this uh, compliance issues that have been going on is probably only going to get larger as time goes on because different jurisdictions are going to have different rules and what kinds of promotions can be displayed. So it's going to be an ongoing issue and uh, it's great to hear that you've got that technology in place to make it easy to manage because I know there's so many affiliates out there who uh, are struggling to keep up with all the compliance uh, emails they're getting from affiliate managers and then to be actually able to go back and change all those legacy issues. And I mean, obviously you only have so much time to cater to working on compliance, but at the end of the day, the, the brands and the operators themselves are exposed by affiliates not having the correct promotional information on their websites. And that's uh, according to the Advertising Standards Authority in the UK. So it's an important part of the business now. Moving on from compliance, so what are the key elements you've got planned going forward? How do you see yourself growing the business over the next few years? Is it SEO paid or are you looking to acquire other affiliate businesses? Is there any strategy in, in place? Look, we've, we've been building Bingo Port for quite a few years now to, into that rewards uh, model and we're pretty happy with uh, the way it's positioned at the moment. Uh, we know that the players that we, we do have on, on our database are of high value. We know that New players we acquire to Bingo Port, we're, we're able to uh, manipulate in such a way that we can we can obtain a good value from them. So that opens the door to to acquisition, various acquisition efforts uh, on our part, uh, and we'll be investigating those. So we've tried TV campaigns in the past. We're looking to to do all sorts of uh, acquisition uh, stuff. So we're, we're I guess uh, following along the operator model uh, now. We're, we're, right. we're happy with our, our business, and we're, we're just looking to grow it. So. Yeah, Andrew, you touched on TV there uh, a second ago. Now, it's obviously very common for brands to be doing advertising on TV, but not so much as an affiliate. Can you just run us through how advertising on TV works for you as an affiliate? How how does the mechanism work for you being able to track players, etc.? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, it's, it's obviously something that's not going to be workable for, for a great number of affiliates. As I said, Bingo Port is a, a destination site. Yeah, we have a, a reason for being a member of Bingo Port, uh, and it's quite a strong call to action. So an acquisition campaign on TV for us uh, works well because we, we get the, the members in. We then have their information stored, and we're able to, to send them off to the, the sites that we partner with. If your affiliate model is not that way, if, you, if you're just a website, then uh, obviously working on TV, you're going to generate traffic to your site, but uh, but then you once they bounce off, you, you lose them, uh, and you don't really know where they're going or, or how much they're spending. So uh, it works for some affiliates, but uh, but it's not something that's, uh, that a lot of affiliates would see as, as beneficial to their business. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing that insight, Andrew. I mean, it's an, an interesting uh, concept to be able to do those kinds of ads and actually get the return on investment that you need, but I'm sure it's not that easy. Speaking of, you know, obviously sending traffic off to brands, operators, affiliate tracking platform. What do you like mm-hmm. in the industry and why? Well, that's, that's a good one because obviously with our model, we, we rely very heavily on, on that tracking. And we've implemented technologies uh, on Bingo Port that enable us to track our individual players wherever they go. So uh, if a player signs up to Bingo Port, we know exactly which of the sites that we promote uh, that they've joined and deposited at. 
and uh, and which sites they continue to deposit at. So it's technology that took us a lot of years to build, and it's something that that a lot of affiliates uh, would not have the benefit of. But in order to to make that happen, we need to work with affiliate programs that that can facilitate that individual tracking, individual player tracking through uh, either an ACID or a, a variable tracking ID. And most of the platforms uh, offer it in one form or another, but I guess by far the easiest uh, one that we would work with is income access. That that individual tracking parameters are very easy to pass through. And it's reported on through an API, so we don't need to log in and get that information. It's uh, it's all automated for us. So and income access has been around the industry as long as I have, so they, they obviously know uh, know their stuff. And when it comes to choosing uh, operators to work with, uh, that's one of the things we look at. Straight off the bat is what is what affiliate platform that's running on, and uh, if it's income access, then that that gives us uh, quite a lot of assurance that a the tracking is going to be correct, and I guess also that the, the operators carefully considered their affiliate program and they decided to go with, uh, with one of the leading platforms. Mm, right, right, and just stepping away from the tracking platform at the moment, but so. Your time, like how do you actually manage everything and split your time up so that it makes your role manageable? Because you must be juggling so many different things. And I guess a second question to that is what can affiliate managers do to provide you help in, in best managing your time? You know, how can some efficiencies be gained? Uh, yeah, I've said bingo port once again is a, is a very different beast. I manage uh, quite a lot of things uh, through the bingo port business that most affiliates wouldn't have to worry about things like um, fielding uh, support inquiries from our members, uh, fulfilling uh, rewards and uh, you know, redemptions of uh, various items through Amazon. So uh, these sorts of things are sort of foreign to a lot of affiliates, but it, it takes up a lot of my time. But then also the uh, the main product, which is is looking after the affiliate managers and making sure that we're, we're making money from the, the, the sites that we're promoting on Bingo Port. So I guess I touched, touched on it again, the that affiliate managers need to understand that affiliates have got a lot more on their plate than just putting up banners. There's a, there's a whole whole other business behind uh, the affiliates that uh, that they need to worry about. So from my perspective, yeah, whenever uh, affiliates uh, affiliate managers want us to promote their brands on Bingo Port, I ask that they prepare the, the creative that we require for Bingo Port, which is a, a custom size, and that uh, yeah they provide that to us if they if they wish to have exposure. You know the the days of uh, of going and grabbing you know, the creatives out of the uh, the affiliate platform are uh, are gone for me because uh, the sizes we use uh, aren't necessarily kept in the, in those uh, those affiliate programs. So yeah, we need them to provide the creative that that we want. Obviously nowadays with the the terms and conditions having to be employed on on all those creatives, uh, so sure. they need to be up they need to be up to date and provided to us uh, rather than us sort of having to go and and look uh, and check regularly to see whether uh, the, the banners are up to date. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. Well, we sort of touched on this briefly before, but have you ever seen like an outstanding outreach email from an affiliate manager, you know, asking to be promoted or been approached at a conference? Anything that stands out maybe worked or maybe didn't work but left an impression? I know I've been approached in the past and said, you got traffic, you know, and uh, <laughs> that, that seems to keep on happening in the industry. And But have you got anything that's uh, either positive or negative that stands out in, uh, either with an email or at a conference? Yes, I get plenty of those too. Uh, we've got traffic, but yeah, I think something that works well for us, and I, I 
I assume would work well for most affiliates in the space is uh, if there's a new brand coming out that you're given the option to uh, to promote that brand as soon as it's launched rather than uh, than the operator sort of promoting it on, on TV and everything and all their cross-marketing channels before they release it to affiliates. So uh, we've had a couple of, of those opportunities and, and they always work well and they're greatly appreciated. So it's, it's rare to come across. I guess a lot of the operators see that uh, if they can um, – milk all their other channels for uh, acquisitions before they release it to affiliates, it, it's going to work out better for them. But that's certainly something that would be a, a good way to approach an affiliate to, to get you to promote a, a new brand if you, if you offer it to affiliates before you go using those other channels. Great, a really, really good piece of insight there. Okay. We skipped over this one, but uh, we'll come back to it. So stats, how do you actually keep a track of your stats? You mentioned before that there's 500 brands. Do you have some sort of centralised system? Do you use a piece of software or, you know, is it basically back to spreadsheets? We do it both. Right? We keep the spreadsheet for your earnings, obviously, on a monthly basis, but we've implemented technology, uh, like I said, on Bingo Port that enables us to uh, track our, our individual members across all the, the sites that they join and play at. So... Through that, uh, we get to see a, a real-time snapshot each day of, of how many FTDs we've sent each month to the various sites, and sort of and what, you know, how many players we, we've currently got active at those sites. So that's that's technology that, once again, wouldn't be available to a lot of affiliates, but it's it's something that we've employed. Having said that, yeah, each each month we obviously have to go through and calculate our earnings and prepare invoices and, and all that sort of thing, and it's. Uh, with the number of operators uh, that we deal with, it's it's obviously a massive task. When there's 500 brands featured on Bingo Port, that's a lot of affiliate programs to log into mm-hmm. uh, each month to, to check those stats. But that's yeah, part and parcel of it, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just uh, something that has to be done. One of those jobs that has to be done, otherwise you mm. uh, you ultimately don't know how much you're earning and uh, what's working or what's not. So no, yeah. great piece of advice there. So recently, one of your largest competitors, which Bingo, was bought by Excel Media. Good thing, bad thing. Any comments on on that acquisition? Uh, look, I think it remains to be seen. Really, but they obviously had to uh, convert the Witch Bingo site to uh, to WordPress. I think it was uh, to fit in with uh, with Excel's model. So it remains to be seen whether that has any uh, impact on on their, their search rankings long term. I know originally. Which Bingo was uh, one of the major players in the industry, and they had a, a massive team and a team of uh, nearly 20 people working on Which Bingo. Obviously, they're not going to have 20 people working on Which Bingo specifically over at Excel. So, yeah, it, it remains to be seen whether that that works for them as well. Mm. So, time will tell, I guess. <laughs> time will tell. All I know is that uh, the Bingo port's still going strong. We uh, we've recently been acquired by Neil McGuinness. Okay. He's a pre- previous uh, previous owner of Eight Ball, and Neil's committed to to growing Bingo Port and, and moving it forward. So uh, yeah, things are looking positive for us. Yeah. And if if you know, by some stroke of luck we we happen to overtake which Bingo is the uh, the the top affiliate in the Bingo space over the the next year or two, then uh, that's good for us. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you've got to be on the on the field, and uh, Neil obviously has a, a wealth of experience in the industry, so I'm, I'm sure we're going to see uh, brighter and bigger things from Bingo Port if that's possible in the future, so uh, that's exciting. Obviously, Neil's based in the UK. You're in Australia. 
Do you find it much of an advantage or is there any disadvantage being in Australia? You know, do you end up doing much work at night, Skype calls, that sort of thing? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, most of my, my work occurs, or most of my correspondence occurs during the evening. So uh, I get all the, the stuff out of the way during the day to do with uh, managing bingo port and answering support queries and all that sort of stuff. And then my correspondence mainly takes place in the evening. So I've got two uh, two children, so once they've gone to bed, <laughs> I'm back on the computer and, and Skyping or answering emails. So it works quite well. It's uh, it's middle of the day for the UK when, when I'm online at, at night, so uh, we don't have too many issues there. And once I retire for the night, uh, I get a, a few more emails come through, which uh, I deal with uh, first thing in the morning. So it's something I've been managing for a long, long time, as you know, and I'm used to it. I quite enjoy it. And, yeah, I think the, the technology that's available with, with Skype and and everything being done online, uh, it, it doesn't really matter where in the world you are. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting point for affiliate managers to realise is that, you know, you can operate these kinds of affiliate businesses from pretty much any location in the world. I mean, Bingo Port, you know, was started in Australia, myself and Scott and, and you, and we grew the team there. And it didn't really matter that we were based in Australia and we were predominantly basing the UK market space. So affiliate managers uh, shouldn't be discounting anyone who's not in that local jurisdiction. So, yeah, interesting point. Well, Andrew, we're about to finish up. We've got a few quick-fire questions for you. If you can just maybe give a short answer, I don't really care. Yeah. You could give a long answer. <laughs> but, uh, uh, do you gamble yourself, and if so, on what? I don't mind a, a punt on the horses occasionally, but that's, that's the extent of it. I very, yeah, I very rarely attend a, a casino. I don't uh, gamble on the tables or on uh, slots. Yeah, I guess uh, I like to... Uh, Test my knowledge against the bookies uh, with the horses. <laughs> Always on the right side of the ledger. Fantastic. It's a, it's a good side of the industry to be on. So as an industry as a whole, where do you see the growth in the next two years? Look, I hope it'll be the US. It's been something that I've sort of been holding out for, I guess, for a long period of time. Just that, that hope that one day the US will open up again. I know just how lucrative it was back in the early days. So I think it will will be even greater this time around if, if it gets there. So my tip is that it will, slowly, slowly, but eventually it um, should be the beast that it once was. Yeah, for sure. And your favourite affiliate manager and, conversely, your favourite brand to work with. I mean, uh, truth would be appreciated. Oh, gee, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Put you in it. Okay, I'm going to annoy quite a few uh, affiliate managers. No, I can't, mate. I can't. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair like, enough. I just thought I'd put like you on the spot. I know yeah. you've opened up a lot about what you're doing at Bingo Port, and uh, I very much appreciate that. But it's, uh, you know, it's always interesting. You do, of course, have the Bingo Port Awards, where you uh, talk about which brands you like to work with, and uh, they obviously win awards. And same with affiliate managers. So I can leave it at that, and won't put you on the spot anymore, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Thank you so much for your time today. I feel there's a great deal of insight in here for affiliate managers and also affiliates and, and as the industry as a whole. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, mate. No problem, Brew. Happy to do it and uh, look forward to seeing you at the, uh, the next conference. Fantastic. Cheers, mate.